Hello again, Gooners. That famous music glitching, but on the pitch, no glitches. So, um, so yeah, Arsenal doing a lot better than Podbean right now. Shouldn't moan about the host, should I? Well, I'm a host of sorts, and we should have a guest of sorts as well. Um, Alex Fizzy, as he's otherwise known, should be turning up. Glitch or no glitch, we'll see. Um, I'll just let it play out, shall I? Well, no sign of Alex just yet, but no doubt he'll be with us very, very shortly. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Man U game primarily. What else? I, I can tell you that, according to some sources, West Ham actually have um, an injury crisis at the moment. Anyway, Craig Dawson won't be playing. That's good news because he's suspended for the game coming up. So he's he's not going to be playing. The other good news, obviously you know it, West Ham have got um, Frankfurt in the um, in the Europa League. So that's that's going to hopefully tire them out because. Obviously, fourth, fourth place is up for grabs, but it's all about just winning those games and making sure that, that Arsenal stay there. You know, there's um, an interesting story I picked up on the Metro. So I'll mention this before Alex arrives, before I start talking about the Man U game. Um, he probably has got something to say about the Chelsea game. Anyway, in the Metro, um, there was a headline very recently. Nonsense. Kevin Campbell hits out at Arsenal fans over Lacazette criticism. So, um, yeah, obviously he's called it nonsense. Um, Kevin Campbell, an old legend from from the team that won the, the uh, league in 1991, he says that um, Lacazette's got every right to speak to other clubs and he's not quite sure why Lacazette would be getting any criticism. He says this, Arsenal fans who say he shouldn't play for the club again, what a load of nonsense, makes no sense to me. He only has a few months left on his contract. Look, if he's fit, he should play. Lacazette's not been a problem all season. He's telling the truth at the end of the day. People can't handle the truth. Don't read it. Lacazette's talking to clubs. What's wrong with that? If the club wanted wanted him, they'd have signed him up ages ago. Well, I don't know if that's strictly true, but obviously a lot of people are pretty excited about the idea that uh, Gabriel Jesus, if I'm pronouncing it right, from Manchester City, um, could sign. He's been scoring goals of late, but Louis Sahar's warned Arsenal that Jesus is not he's not the world-class finisher that the club are looking for. He's only got a year left on his current deal with Man City, and obviously he's in a rich vein of form at the moment. So there is a possibility, I suppose, given that Arteta's previous club was City, um, where he was assistant manager. Who, who knows? Maybe he can get City to do a deal with Arsenal. But um, Sahar said this, he said, sometimes he's been criticised because he hasn't got the killer instinct, something that Ruud van Nisseroy had or Lewandowski and all those players. He's been working hard for other players, but that's the style of Manchester City. But maybe he's not as deadly as some of the world's best, but he can improve. If he works hard in front of goal, um, currently the emphasis is on him to link up play, be very diverse going left and right because that's what City need. They need a lot of movement and he's not really been able to play as a number nine. The only one who's managed to do that was Aguero and he was an immense finisher. When you have that quality, Guardiola will say, OK, put Aguero on and he'll he'll finish. And that's not the best quality of Gabriel, but 
he may be able to adapt to a different style with with Arsenal. They definitely need a striker if Lacazette's leaving, and it does seem like Lacazette's almost definitely going to leave. And of course, you know, obviously we think the COVID the COVID story is true, but nevertheless, it does seem that um, now that now that actually his replacement Eddie Nketiah is doing doing better, really scoring goals. Uh, he's he's a predator in front of goal, and because of that, and his link-up play is pretty good. Even though I, I read that he was getting criticised about his passing, actually, I'm trying to think who it was, but it was um, somebody who had been coaching the team said that um, well, the issue with Eddie is his passing ability is not that great, but um, but clearly he's improved a lot in that area. I I've got to say I'm pretty happy with. His contribution to the team, not not just in terms of goals, but it's just his energy, his all round energy. He's running, he's running defenders ragged, and I've got to say this: I'm not I'm not been his greatest fan. I thought he was a decent player, but I wasn't really sure that he's gonna he's gonna cut the mustard in Arsenal colours. But he's certainly doing it of late. So let's hope he can continue to do it till the end of the season. Because if he does, then Arsenal more than likely will actually make it. In and be, be one of the top four. It did seem, obviously, at one stage that they could could even, they could even make it as far as third position, but then Chelsea managed to beat West Ham in the last minute. I was thinking they were going to drop points in that game. Pretty dull game, obviously, compared to the Man U match. Well, let's start talking about Man U because it looks like perhaps, perhaps um, there will be no Alex. Um, but anyway. What I was going to say about the the Man U game, I thought what I, what I was saying to Alex last time was bring in El Neni, and it's worked wonders for the team having El Neni there. I feel because he just he's just a, a, a more mature player than than um, Lukonga. I mean, Lukonga's a really great prospect, and uh, and I do like what I see from Lukonga. I think he's. He's got everything in his locker except one thing, and then maybe that's positional play because something there seems to be holes in the middle of midfield when he's playing. Maybe it was partly because um, some of the games that were, you know, the three defeats in a row. Some of those games uh, had had uh, Shaka playing out of position at left back, so it could have been that that all of a sudden the midfield became like a sieve, and it was you know teams could cut through. They cut through the middle as if it was as if it was hot butter. They just and they were the knife. They just go straight through the middle of it like a dose of salts. Where's that? Where's that change? Soon as El Nenny got in the picture, and I, I did suggest changing the formation. And I think I think when you I don't know if you've seen the picture with Arteta holding up two fingers. Well, he wasn't he wasn't trying to protest. The two fingers just meant they've got two up front and they were going to change the system as a result. I think that was against Chelsea. So, so yeah, they've be, become more adaptable. I think El Nini does bring that to the team. He brings something and he keeps the boys. His statistics for keeping possession better, better than most. In fact, I think they were better than everybody. But the thing is, by the same token, he, a lot of people say, well, he doesn't really pass the ball forwards. But you do need players like that in the team. And I, I just think... There are a lot of forward-thinking players, and I think Lukonga is mainly forward-thinking. And whereas El Nenny to me is mostly defensive. So yeah, that's um, I think bringing El Nenny in was was a key reason for the change in fortunes 
and um, a lot of people call in the new the new style of play chaotic, and and yeah, in a sense, it looks gung ho. I wouldn't call it chaotic. Um, defensively, it hasn't been totally solid. Obviously, two goals conceded against Chelsea, one against Manu. The Manu goal. Um, I'm trying to think about it. You know how how culpable were were Arsenal defensively when they let that goal in. Um, I I'm not really sure. I I just feel that Ramsdale's not at his very best right now. He's still solid. He's still doing a decent job, but he's not he's not the same keeper who first came in. So, and plus there's been a few changes uh, outfield as well. So that's the lack of stability is gonna create goal-scoring opportunities for opponents. We have to accept that. Um, but going forward, last two games, really can't complain. I mean, Arsenal could have absolutely smashed Manu. I mean, even 3-1, in a sense, wasn't a fair reflection. Arsenal totally dominated that game. There were there were times when I, when Manu obviously had opportunities to get, to get back in it. And the Fernandes missed penalty was pretty hilarious. My favourite player, I've got to be honest. How he was even on the field uh, later on. Hope, hopefully some of you saw the raking challenge he put in where he went studs up on a shin, on an Arsenal player's shin. And how that wasn't punished with something more than a yellow card is beyond belief. With all the with all the the cameras and and all the all the you know technology surrounding football, how they can't how they can't bring justice to to the game is yeah as I said I, I just don't understand it. So there was that, and then well Ronaldo's offside goal. So there was there was that as well. So arguably, if you factor those two in, it could have been three three. But Manu didn't deserve a draw against Arsenal. They were they were totally dominated, and McTominay's the way he was careering around the pitch again it. It was it was it was almost like the Alex Ferguson days. Some of the challenges they were naughty, in in the sense that they were dangerous, and therefore, I think in the modern day game they should really um, they should really just simply outlaw it, and they should do something about it. That really isn't that really isn't what football's about to me. X-rated challenges is outrageous. Um, I just want to draw your attention to a story that I'm reading at the moment. Um, it's on Just Arsenal, and it's about Shaka. Um, it says, you know, we all know about Granite Shaka and his stormy relationship with with the fans, but but things have improved a lot. He he has um, in recent in recent times, he seems like he's committing his future to Arsenal. He says he's not not got any plans to leave, and he is playing pretty well. I can't can't deny it. And um, and just Arsenal was saying he was clapped and cheered off the pitch by the home fans, and they are heralding the fact that his rehabilitation now is complete. And maybe it is. Maybe it is. I'm not. I mean, it's been a good thing that he didn't get the captaincy back. But um, but yeah, things. Um, it seems like greater harmony on and off the pitch with Shaka and the fans. So that's that's really good news. And he's. He's a stabilising factor. But obviously the captaincy at the moment is is Udegaard. It looks like, in my opinion, I think he'll keep the captaincy because he he's um well his fitness record is better than um than the other potential captain. 
who's obviously out with a long-term injury. And um, he's made, he's making jokes at the moment, moment about Erling Haaland, the Norway international striker who obviously scored a lot of goals for Borussia Dortmund this season. He's saying he should join Arsenal and he would fit in perfectly, of course. He's available for $63 million, which isn't a lot of money in today's game, I suppose, for somebody who could score that many goals. But Manchester City is a realistic destination. But um, nevertheless, Udegaard said this. He's a funny guy. He's a good guy and a good friend of mine. Great player, of course. We'll see what he can do. But if he's coming to England, he needs to come to us. Of course. Yeah. I, who's going to disagree with that? Who supports Arsenal? Obviously, we um, well, Arsenal would certainly in the market for two strikers. And... Um, Haaland, I'll be most surprised if he um, if he does if he does in fact join Arsenal. But stranger things have happened. Um, you know, I was talking earlier about about um, a former coach. It was actually Jens Lehmann who said that Nketiah needs a bit of work on his passing, and um, he said Jens Lehmann said he he coached Nketiah for a year but does need to improve that aspect of his game. I'm just trying to find the quotation. What does he actually say? He's a fantastic goal scorer. I had him when I was a coach here for one year. He only needed to improve on his passing because that's what gives the team stability and confidence. In an Arsenal team, if you have somebody that's not that good at passing, it's difficult to play. But he's worked on it, and I hope he turns out He turns out uh, to be very well. I cross my fingers for him to improve on that level, and I, I think we're already seeing the evidence of that. Um, in my opinion. So, yeah, looking at the team performance, yeah, it was just, can't criticise it at all. I just think Manu, Manu were there for the taking. And this time, Arsenal took that opportunity. Obviously, at Old Trafford early in the season, it wasn't the case. But this time, this time they were, you know, they, they, had, they had their eyes on the prize. And they weren't going to choke, because I think in a previous podcast, I mentioned the fact that Arsenal seemed to choke when it really came to the crunch, those three, the three previous games before the Chelsea Man U games, um, unexpected defeats in all three. And I could only put it down to the psychology. There seemed to be a lack of a lack of movement. Uh, and Ketia being in the team brings a lot of movement to the team. But as I said to me, the key the key player really is um, El Nenny, in, in my opinion. Oh, the latest deal on Tam- Tammy Abraham. Um, let's let's get that from Football London. <clears throat> the latest. I'll bring it to you right here. So, is he going to come back? Well, let's let's read the article or some of it. I'll paraphrase it at least. He's been in exceptional form since signing for Roma from Chelsea. So, there's lots of speculation surrounding his um, possible return. So, he joined Roma for 34 million um, under Jose Mourinho. 15 top flight goals in his first campaign. Pretty good going for a 24-year-old who's having his first season there. Um, I thought that was somebody joining me, but no, it isn't. So now there's been talk of him coming back. And this is what he's saying. He's he's obviously involved in a Europa League semi-final, two legs against Leicester. And he spoke about the possibility of, of leaving Roma. He said, I'm happy playing my football. Of course, you hear little rumours here and there, different people interested. Clearly, for me, I'm doing the right thing if people are watching. So it looks like no comment, in other words. Let's see if there's any more. Give credit to my teammates and staff, the manager. They've got a big 
part to play in how well I'm doing. For me, like I said, I just want to go all the way, hopefully win a trophy. I was born and raised in England. So, of course, there are many rumours here and there about there's clubs interested. Like I said, I'm clearly doing something right. Roma, if people are interested, I just have to stay focused, keep doing my thing, keep playing my football, focus on the competition. Where we finish in the league, we'll see what happens. Okay, so there you go. Nothing. <laughs> Basically nothing. According to Football London's Chris Wheatley, it's going to take £80 million for Roma to consider letting him go. Um and as I said before, the other the other player being heavily linked with Arsenal, Gabriel Jesus. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm just having a look see if any other any other bits of transfer news. Um, Pablo Marie doesn't seem to want to come back to Arsenal. I don't think too many too many Arsenal fans are, are shedding tears or or crying in their tea over that. Um, William Saliba's agent has confirmed that there will be talks about coming back to Arsenal. I personally, you know my thoughts on this, those that listen to the podcast know. I personally don't believe he's going to come back to Arsenal. I don't think so. I think he'll be sold. But that's not what other people are saying. So Football London, what's their take on this? I'm scrolling, but I'm not seeing anything. So I won't know what their take is, but I'm, oh, wait. Now I've got past the ads. Okay, he's gone back to a different story. Or has it? Right, okay, Saliba's on loan. We know that. He's at Marseille. We know that. I'm not reading, by the way. I'm just just saying from memory now. Jay, so, you good? Yes, we're here. Well, I've barely got any time now. I've got eight minutes at most. Oh, so. sorry, mate. My, my phone in China. What have we been chatting about quickly? Yeah, well, I've just yeah, talked well, about just talked and, about. Uh, well, let's get your take on Manu. I, all I said was really, to me, El Nini was bringing him back was a difference. I did say that. I'm uh, not going to agree, but that's all right. You can disagree. But now I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. So he's gone. He arrived. He went all metallic and he's there. But I, we can't hear him. He's just, yeah. It's clearly somebody's somebody's blocking his transmission. But yeah, I'll, what was I going to say now? Just I'm just going to give you a quotation from Saliba. He says, I told you, I don't think he's coming back, but he's, this is what he said. I feel good here. Oh, these adverts are driving me crazy. I've never hidden the fact I feel good here in a French accent. I don't know what my future holds. There's still two months to go. The most important thing is to qualify for the Champions League. And he's just talking about Marseille, really. I think discussions will take place afterwards at the end of May, early June, between Arsenal and Marseille. So, Marseille will decide. Oh, so yeah, can, I think. Oh, you can... Yeah, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I think okay. Enketia made a difference as well. I think how the team played, yes. Uh, yes. how we lined up. Uh, you know, he comes deep, but he also pushes. He pushes the defenders back. He runs in between the lines. Uh, so, I think that was a change. But I think it's. Yeah, it's the frustration of Arsenal. Is it? It's, it's the inexperience. We're going to have, you know, how can we lose to Palace, Brighton, and Southampton, and then beat Chelsea and United? Uh, but yeah, they, they were great results, and now top four's in our hands. Definitely, yeah. And the man, yeah. and the man, it's not. They weren't in it at all, really, were they? I mean, they they hit the post with that penalty, and I now, don't know. I thought, I thought they look, United looked dangerous. I thought both teams defensively were poor. And yeah. open, 
Uh, I, th- I thought United looked dangerous. Uh, you know, there's a couple of times I thought Ronaldo played well. After mm. we scored, I thought for the first 20 minutes after we scored, United looked good. And then they we did. kind of got we got our feet into the game and we got the second goal. And then we, you know, inexperienced again, perhaps. They scored straight away. And I kind of felt, well, they, they deserved that for the first 25 minutes of the half. And then second half, the first 15 minutes, it was all them. You know, and you have to think, you know, they hit the post, they missed a penalty, and then Jacka killed the game with that goal. So, I, but I think it was, we were decisive. I think what's, what you can say, and you can't say about this Arsenal often this season, is we took our chances. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and I think, you know, in those big games, how many times, you know, have we said it? I know I used to bemoan Giroud for this. Giroud didn't really take yeah. his chances in big games. And, you know, you only get one or two chances and it makes a difference. And even this season, if you think back to, say, Mar- uh, City, when Martinelli hit the post, 30 seconds later, we get a red card. Bing, bang, bosh. The whole game is changed. And so I, I, I think, you know, that was the case. So, yeah, you know, hey, look, you know, I was, I was, I was upset. I wasn't even angry with Southampton. I thought we were a bit unlucky. I thought we tried to yeah, do the I right thing. Yeah, uh, Brighton, Brighton was a brain fart from Arteta. So, uh, Palace, we deserve to lose. They were up for it. They were much better than us. We completely deserve to. Brighton was a brain fart. And, he, you know, the youngest team with the youngest manager, we're going to make mistakes. Uh, but, you know, look at the positives. The club's target this year was to get Europe. And barring a fucking miracle or a disaster, oh, we're, getting, yeah. we're getting Europa League, I think, aren't we? You would think so, yeah. You'd think so. Yeah. I mean, well, I think it's very difficult. Unless West Ham, even if West Ham win it, right? So, yeah. sorry, even if yeah. if West Ham win it, the Europa League, that, the Europa League, they go into the Champions League, right? So, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's if if Leicester win the conference thing, then yeah. they take one of the Europa spaces. So, what that means is fifth will be the only team in the league that goes into the Europa League and Leicester will be the other team, not sixth. All right, oh, sixth place will go into the conference, but I don't personally see Leicester winning it, and I don't see us getting sixth. I see us getting fifth or fourth. It's looking that way. Yeah, I mean, I like to say look, fourth, at, the, look at the points. United are United. Are, well, United are six points behind us, and they've got four games left. So we need to win two more games, and we're out of the remaining five, which is very doable, and we're ahead of United. United have to win all of their games, which isn't going to happen. But even if they did, we only have to win two. We've, we've, got, we've got Europa League. I, I honestly think we've got Europa League. It's whether we've got uh, Champions League or not. And now, you know, playing West Ham, looking forward slightly before your lesson, playing West Ham, they've got no centre-halves. They're playing tonight in a game which is more important to them. So you hope... We'll play a B team, but you know it's on Arsenal to turn up and put a performance in, of course, because they're no mugs. But you know, they've got no centre half, so Declan Rice will probably play centre half with someone else, with a fullback, I imagine. And you know, and they're playing tonight as well. And I think they'll rest some of their players for the second leg the following week. So you have to think we'll play a, a squad team. So it's, it's it's on Arsenal to win. And then let's let's assume Spurs beat Leicester, which I think they will. Spurs yeah, beat Leicester. Well. If, if, we, if we beat West Ham, we're still two points clear. Then they play Liverpool at Anfield. We play Leeds at home. So you would think, you would think, Spurs, 
Spurs will lose to Liverpool at Anfield because they're the best team in the in the in the world at the minute. Certainly, best team in Europe at the minute. Uh, and you think we should beat Leeds at home? If that happens, we're five points clear when we play them at the Lane or whatever their fucking stadium's called. Five points clear. <laughs> so we yeah. can aff- if we draw against them, we can even afford to lose, which I don't want us to. But we can if we draw against them, that's top four done. Yeah, yeah I pretty know. much. So, so West Ham is such a West Ham is such a big game. West Ham, really? if we win West Ham, and I think you know we've got a really good chance because we're playing a weakened team. You know they're a good team, but they're a weakened team, and it's all about momentum, isn't it? If you think about momentum, Spurs dropping points against Brentford, uh, you know that stops their momentum a little bit. Us beating Chelsea and beating United, that's given us momentum. And I yeah. think going into the last few games, that's going to make the difference. So, so we'll see. But yeah, certainly it's funny, isn't it? You know, we're all doom and gloom after the Brighton game. And it's funny how a couple of results. And then we've we'll change the game. <laughs> right, I've got to go. So we'll say a goodbye, shall we? But yeah, well, hopefully another win, and we'll, we'll no doubt have another podcast pretty soon if we uh, if we beat West Ham. If not, we might need a bit longer to recover. <laughs> not sure. All right, we might, yeah. All right, see you, mate. No worries, mate.